Hello and welcome to the BSG Podcast. I am your host, Chase, and today we'll be covering the news. This week we're going to be covering September 9th all the way to September 16th. And with me to cover this very important news week is Quinn. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. If you do not know who we are, we are an informative bi-weekly podcast focused on gaming news and discussions. On Mondays we go over the news for the week, covering everything gaming without the BS. And on Wednesdays, we pick up a juicy topic or game to review and give our half-informed opinions. Now, if they want to find out more work, they can talk really work and they can talk to us. Chase. Well, Quinn, they can find us on Twitter at BS Gamers Podcast, where they can share their opinions and essentially talk to us about anything they want. We would love to hear from you guys. We're a small community and we'd love to hear more from you. So where, where can they go to do more for us, Quinn? If you would like to do more, if you are a fan, a dedicated fan interested in BSG lifestyle, then you can review us on any platform that you listen to the podcast on. We are a very small podcast and every review helps. We uh, would like to get a small community together and to do things with, but at the moment we have no community. <laughs> I try to say small, so it sounded better. <laughs> right. But we, we have a community of, yes. <laughs> but if you'd like to do more, review always helps. And if you want to leave us some negative criticism, please do on Twitter, and we will respond by trying to improve the podcast in ways that you describe. And maybe after those improvements, you could drop a five or four star rating. That would be that'd be primo. Yeah, and today we're gonna have some fun topics today, um, especially how GameStop is closing a lot more stores this year. We got Steam. Could they be hurting our developers with their new service agreement? Or has it been there actually for months? We don't know. We'll get into that. And then finally, we talked about last week where Nintendo Switch had a new ring fit. And now we have a lot more information about it. So stay tuned for that. All right. You ready to jump right in? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So here are the releases this week. We have Borderlands 3, Greedfall, and Blasphemous coming out on basically everything. And then we also have Damon X Machina coming out on Switch. Alright, getting right into the news. First up is GameStop plans to close 180 to 200 stores this year. Last year, they closed 195 poorly performing stores, so it's pretty much more of the same. At the moment, it has over 5,700 stores worldwide. And uh, this is also due to GameStop predicting that their sale percentage is going to drop lower than expected from an expected 5 to 10% to a number in the low teens. Last quarter, they actually lost $415 million. And thinning out their store seems to be the plan to increase profits. These changes are speculated by us and many others to be from the growing threat of digital downloads that GameStop can't really adapt fast enough to. So we have a 
UK committee talking about basically their gaming concerns, such as the disorders or things by the WHO, the World Health Organization, declaring back in 2018 that uh, there is gaming addiction, addiction and disorders. So here are some fun facts that uh, I was able to extrapolate from this. It's 84 pages long, so I did not read everything, unfortunately. But here are some interesting facts. The UK uh, checked their smartphones every 12 minutes. One in five spend more than 40 hours a week online. And among young people, 12 to 15-year-olds spend an estimated 13 hours and 48 minutes per week playing video games. And while these technologies make a significant positive con contribution to per people's personal and professional lives, there is a growing concern that overuse can have a detrimental effect, with 4 in 10 adults feeling that they spend too much time online. And then Ofcom's research also suggests that 44% of parents of 12 to 15-year-olds find it hard to control their ch child screen time, concerns that are shared by an increasing proportion of young people in that age range. Whew, that was a lot. But what was the point of all this? There is a committee in the UK who is feeling like there is not enough research going into video game addiction and disorders and that there needs to be a lot more into it to figure out like what is the real problem. And so the committee is suggesting for large developers to help fund this in order to gather more information. And so some interesting things that have been happening. So they've asked a lot of uh, developers and the committee also asked EA to be to give out some information about like how much players play, such as FIFA, and they have not been forthcoming about it. So they and as well as some other companies in in the video game industry. So it's going to be interesting to see if they're going to be willing to give out this information or we're going to be kind of in this odd place where we don't really know how to define video game disorders and addiction and how to deal with it. Next up, we have an update to Valve's Steam distribution agreement, which is mainly for developers trying to get their games onto Steam. Um, we don't know if this is a new update or an old update, and many have speculated that the changes to the Steam distribution agreement actually happened well before the Epic uh, Store was introduced, but we don't know for sure. The only thing we know is that the Steam distribution agreement is coming up at the moment in a controversial light, and the reason is that the changes or the the wording in the agreement legally break down in a way that steam essentially says if you put a steam store page up on steam you cannot release your game earlier on other platforms if there is any patch or update on uh, your game it must release for steam at the same time as on all other platforms and if your game is being released on other platforms, you must have your Steam store page, uh, or you have to wait to put your Steam store page up until 30 days before the Steam release, or the game's original release, depending on which of the two is earlier. And a fourth not necessarily included one is that you must bring your game to Steam within a short amount of time if your game does launch somewhere else. Now, the controversy here is that this is actually called um, 
release parity, meaning that every every platform must do it at the same time. But the problem for developers is that this system, release parity, is often associated with additional benefits to developer, meaning that developers will get paid if they abide by this rule. But Steam isn't offering anything, and it is seen pretty much as a... Um, a jab at Epic trying to get companies to maintain their games on Steam instead of jumping ship and just going exclusively to Epic. A new game is coming to Switch October 18th for $80. It is known as Ring Fit Adventure. So this game comes with this hula hoop-like strap, which we talked about last week, which helps with fitness. And it will contain a quick play mode as well as a light mode so as to not disturb your neighbors when you're pounding on your steps or your your floor, I guess I should say. Your steps <laughs> up pounding on the floor. That'd be really bad. Get those 10,000 steps. Yeah. And so it looks like it could be fun. It's supposed to be like a family game as well where you can very easily switch between players. So this could be a big hit when the, like, the, when the first Wii Sports is or a dud. We will see. Last but not least, Disney is planning to sell another one of their developers slash publishers called FoxNet. They are the creators of the mobile game Marvel Strike Force, and they also have a program to help fund indie games such as Etherborn, so they seem like a pretty good developer. Um, But Disney seems to be removing itself from in-house game development in general, and potentially the developer won't be sold and is likely to close down as disney has done this in the past to studios like disney infinity propaganda games and more all right are you ready to head into our discussion yeah let's take a little bit of a break and we'll be right back sounds good And we're back. All right. So we're going to be talking a little bit about this UK committee. So I think it's super interesting that there's this committee out in the UK who's going to make a very different approach as compared to other, I guess you can say, companies or forms of media that have been very against video games. I mean, in the United States, we have that President Trump going very hardcore against gaming and blaming that for a lot of the mass shootings. So it's nice to see for a change. And unfortunately, it has to be in the UK first. Uh, well, maybe not first, but in the UK that we've been seeing it lately, that they're actually trying to say, hey, we need more research in order to actually see if there are things like video game addiction and disorders, rather than like what the WHO said in 2018, that this is a disorder. In fact, this is a, this is a fun fact, uh, a lot of people over when this was announced, considering... Uh, uh, or not considering, they implemented like, what does it mean to be a video game disorder? The, there was not enough evidence to say like this is what it really is or this is the cause of it so right, it was very general sweeping like if you play video games a lot you have a disorder sort yeah. of mentality 
and it, and it did mention it got a little bit more specific than that saying like if you're playing enough where it's a detriment to other uh sources of your life then it's considered a uh, a disorder but at the same time that could be considered to a lot of things if you do a lot of something that that is a detriment to your life right so like if you're let's say exercising a lot and that's taking away from you eating or maybe getting rest or something like that could be considered disorder. Or like, let's say if you play a sport, right? right. And you play a sport for six hours when you should be taking a break. Like, So is it, do you call it an exercise disorder or is there a more general term for that? And obviously, and I think there's a more general term for, right. for just an addiction, <laughs> which is right. addiction. And I think also a large, I think what potentially separates <laughs> video game addiction and even maybe gambling can go into this but i think gambling is like a different set of uh, neurons firing is that sometimes like a sport like i feel like it, it could be more similar to a sport like let's say if you're playing rocket league eight hours a day right i think there is a different type of focus happening that is distracting from potentially like real life things you need to be taking care of um, but I feel like those similarities have to do with like a sport, like you, you being in love or obsessed with competitive nature of something and improving at something more so than the game itself, if that makes sense. Like, I think it's the, the feelings you might be getting, but that's also, this is also, <laughs> there needs to be research done as you were saying. Right. Cause at what point is like, let's say you're putting a lot of time in to get better. Um, I mean, is it that much different from like, let's say you want to get better at work, you know? Right. Uh, then you get what's known as a workaholic, I guess you can right. call. And so there's, there's like always this fine line. Like at what point is it too much? <laughs> and right. it's considered an addiction. But uh, I think another interesting thing, I'll probably talk about this more when we do um, our episode on the origin of an RPG. But there was a case back in the 80s maybe early 90s i have to double check to be sure but there was this guy named egbert he was um uh in this book called of dyson men so basically there is there's this game called dyson dragons there's dungeons and dragons i'm retarded kill me quinn <laughs> uh dungeons and dragons and in Dungeons and dragons uh you role play right and so one of the things that was an issue uh with Egbert is that they think they think this isn't true actually what they found out later, but they thought that he disappeared for weeks at a time uh, because he was disassociating himself from reality and thought he was the player in Dungeons and Dragons. Now, well, this was theorized by the PI who was trying to find him because he was like okay. this college student that was like doing well in school just and then just disappeared. <laughs> Uh, yeah. He actually eventually later committed suicide due to other psychological issues, but it wasn't because of uh, Duns and Dragons, but because of that incident and a few others as well, Duns and Dungeons and Dragons became a um, like a huge controversy in the media. They right. connoted it to um, addiction and Satanism even at a right. point. The devil. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, my, my point is, is like this, these ideas came from 
uh, not not just a misinterpretation, but like misinformation, not or not gathering enough information to understand like video games and role playing games. All these type of things really actually do benefit you as long as you do it in moderation. They help, right. with, especially with Dungeons and Dragons. They helped with um, people's social aspects. They teach you how to do math. I mean. They teach you how to do things in an orderly fashion or whatever. You can go down a lot of rabbit holes. Right. There's hand-eye coordination, all that other stuff. Yeah. I, I think the interesting thing is, should there be even basic research done in the general sense of it's not just video game addiction, but like screen addiction or internet addiction? Uh, so in this um, committee, it's not just video games. Um, but that oh, okay. was one of the main aspects in it. So I think, I don't know the actual name of the committee off the top of my head. I'd have to actually look it up. But they also uh, are part of the social media aspect as well, mm. which is why one of the statistics I read was about uh, how smartphones. much like you're online and how much you're on your smartphone. So they right. are part of that area. So I think it's like the committee is dealing with addiction in general with online and media ideas. Right. And so I think this 84-page thing isn't one of the first ones that they've sent, but this one specifically had to do with um, video game addiction and then addressing it and then getting more research and specifically asking for um, data, data specifically from like EA and other large companies because there have been claims, and this is interesting, there have been contradictions in what EA and other people have said, or maybe in a better way to say it, they have information about how much we play, but they're not giving it to to the researchers to to use. Right. Yeah. And they want to go further. They want to more or less tax uh, video game developers so that they can fund this research to get more information uh, right. about these type of addictions. And they even even went as far. There's some other articles talking about loot boxes. Uh, what does it mean going to Peggy and saying like they need to reform their um, what what video game their gambling criteria. is? Yeah, which we yeah. talked about last week. So like this um, committee is sounds good to me so far. Now maybe if I read all 84 pages, maybe I'll find some fault in them. <laughs> right, right. But right. I mean, just just from the few few pages that I read, you know, let's say 10, it sounded sounded good. Sounded like something we need, actually. Well, it's interesting. In addition to that, is that the model, it sounds like, is very similar to, like, tobacco. Mm. Like, how there was, like, there was knowledge that this product is addicting, but we need research, and we're going to put it on tobacco companies to, like, give us, they because they already have numbers and data and research, and so we have to pressure them to start handing that information over. And we have to start taxing them to pay for the our research. Um, like it, it feels kind of like tobacco in a way, especially because EA is involved, and EA is like the worst company ever. Yeah, um, <laughs> so that's probably making it worse. Um, and a hundred percent, they have research and development that basically they probably have enough information to post their own studies about this, but they they won't, right? Because ultimately, like figuring out how to make games addicting is their bread and butter and how they make money and especially games with like fifa um or like nba 2k because we were talking about that uh a couple of weeks, last week and a couple of weeks ago is 
like the especially sports games are out of the reach of loot boxes even though they're kind of similar they're kind of similar but also they may have like the most predatory monetization model out there so it's it's very like they have to figure out how to make their game addicting and also they have a way to make it addicting to spend money within those games and they have data on probably like how much 12 and 13 year olds are spending on their games Mm -hmm. etc and it's probably all information that'll make them look really bad i'm not saying that's why they're they're you know being forthcoming with the data it's probably just also like hey we're like there's no law that my company has to give you data. like this is very like you're asking for a lot um but yeah, I think there's also maybe a, a tinge or a hint of like, they probably already know all this stuff. They probably already know the demographic that is more likely to get uh, a disorder or addiction to video games and how a an addiction is different from a disorder just based on the data they have, right? Mm-hmm. They probably have groups of uh, buckets of individuals who spend X amount of time and how much that time translates into money and uh, like what times a day those people are playing etc yeah they probably have like a categories for whales and uh semi whales right. and <laughs> right to just and so they Beluga have whales blue whales <laughs> yeah whale sharks everything. wouldn't it be great if that's how they named their types of whales for uh, how much so money? <laughs> that's a th- interesting interestingly enough <laughs> oh no so in marketing right you're supposed to label these things and some companies have been retarded enough to actually label like how you're describing. <laughs> like they'll even say oh, like, boy. like some companies have labeled, um, I'm oh, sorry about that. Some companies have labeled like, oh, this is our depressive male group that the like the main reason they spend so much money is because like they're lonely and blah, 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 blah. Like they go so far as to name things in a malicious way like degrading their customer and into a category wow that's pretty bad i'm not sure the ea does this but like there have been many companies that when labeling their buckets of consumers have set it in a very negative light i mean why not just assume that ea does that i mean they've been like long time running the worst company in the world Right, but I think like ultimately they're still a corporation, so they're smart enough to you to know, hide it at least. Right, like to be like, oh no, this is segment A and segment B, not like segment uh, obese twenty-year-old male. You know, <laughs> like they're not going to do that. Yeah. So I guess in conclusion, because um, I wanted to actually talk about the Steam service change as well, is basically this committee looks like is something that may be necessary for other countries as well i'd like to see if this one goes further and then maybe someday if i ever have all the time in the world i'll read the 84 pages uh, just to see it but i i really like the idea and i do think it is necessary for uh, some form of regulation with how big these companies are and how much vast amount of research there is into trying to essentially take our money from us Um, because that's their job, you know, that's, that's what commercials are for. That's what ads are for. They're, they're trying to get inside our head in order to have us purchase, you know, and that's why there had to be laws like subliminal messaging right. was the thing they had to put a law against. So yeah, I think, I think this is important. 
Um, do you have any last comments to say, or do you want to move on to uh, Steam? I think let's move on. Okay. So this Steam update, alleged update, I guess, um, is very interesting. And there's a lot going on here. And I, I think where we should start, at least in discussion, is that Steam essentially, or Valve, whichever you, you want to go with, um, has made a legal part, or, or has implemented legal protections from games abandoning their platform or games uh, prioritizing other platforms. And that's just, that's very interesting. Basically, Steam says it has to be an even playing field or you're not playing on our, our court, essentially. And so a couple of weeks ago, maybe a little bit longer than that, we talked about Epic and Dark, if I recall. And right. uh, Dark wanted to be released on multiple platforms. And right. so Epic said essentially no to allowing you to do that. Um, right. So Dark was is able to release on multiple platforms, but specifically when it comes to Epic, Epic says, at least for indie games, that you choose us or them and no one else or them. And so now Steam is doing the same thing, essentially, more or less. Like, it's either well, us or them. The, essentially, they're, they're saying, like, it's everyone or it's not us. And the reason why I'm saying it's an us or them argument is because, uh, is, is it right to assume that Epic and Steam are now the two largest launchers? Or would oh, that they are. Been? They are most likely, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, Epic is probably the second largest. Yeah, no, that, I would assume, even though it's 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 severely smaller. Se- severely yeah. smaller, but it's none. If we can agree that it's the second largest, so essentially these are the two that are trying to compete against each other. Obviously, one is much bigger than the other, but if these two are competing, it's now coming coming to this duality in a sense where you either have to. Uh, take your game and open on this platform or open on the other platform. Right. And that's where the this versus them situation uh, comes out is that Steam's essentially saying, hey, it's either Steam and not Epic or Epic and not Steam. But also I think it's Steam trying to put pressure on Epic to allow um, release parity or allow indie games to release on both platforms. Um, and I think that the idea here is that if Epic ever agrees to allow, let's say, Dark to come to Epic and Steam at the same time, Steam knows that the vast majority of purchases will happen on Steam. And I think that's where where Valve is pushing against, is that we know we, in a lot of ways, to a lot of people, were the superior platform. So if we had a fair fight, meaning... The games come out on both platforms at the same time. We know we will be the superior platform, um, and I think that's what they're trying to push. But ultimately, Epic isn't going to do that. In addition to that, Epic, Epic's way of dealing with developers and Steam's way of dealing with developers is very different. I Epic, Epic gives more advantages, I, I would assume, right? Right. From a developer point of, point of view, Epic will literally pay developers to put their game on the Epic platform. Steam, on the other hand, is punishing games 
for not putting for Steam is punishing games for so okay wait wait so yeah epic pays developers right epic is very pro developer steam is punishing new developers for what prior developers were doing because previous developers were pulling their games off of steam and going ex- uh, epic exclusive steam is now punishing all future developers saying you have to now uh, abide by these rules to avoid steam getting hurt yeah and this is honestly i don't think very good for steam uh right. i think that epic shouldn't doesn't have to do much they should just continue with how they're they're implementing um I guess paying developers for uh, for new developers to make games, they should continue that route, and I think that is actually going to help Epic more than Steam. This is going to be a negative impact for Steam. I think. Right. Uh, where does this actually benefit Steam? This might hold so down this, people who are already developers. I think this benefits Steam if developers put this change against Epic, meaning that the like if they connect the dots that okay this is a clear jab at epic and hey i want to release my game on both steam and epic and a lot of developers get together and say epic allow us to like put our game on your platform and you don't have to pay us or whatever then that might be a positive for steam i don't personally see that happening we've actually had a conversation about this when we found out about it uh yesterday or two days ago two days ago and I was saying that this ultimately hurts Steam, and what they should have done is essentially ignore Epic in a way. Like, don't don't make such a change to how Steam works for developers that is clearly directed at Epic. Like, what they should have done is improve their... Um, platform improve their platform for developers improve their platform for customers to basically give more incentive and benefits to developers rather than limiting developers like i think that is they should have copied a more or less uh, epics method if they wanted to compete i mean not necessarily like i don't think they had to copy epics method but what i what i'm saying is that they should really focus on their platform instead of because essentially what they did was they they limited they limited uh, they added a limiting addition to what developers can do on Steam. And ultimately that drags Steam down rather than building mm-hmm. Steam up. They should have made more benefits for developers rather than taking away things from developers. Like the the idea that like now there is more stringent rules for develop for developers is a worse thing for developers it makes mm-hmm. it harder for developers rather than making it easy easier or more beneficial or like saying like uh like steam did also have an update in general the the steam launcher and some of the issues for developers have been you know fixed which were like uh games just being buried because only certain games are being recommended to people, etc. Specifically, but, the top-selling games were more often right. Showed. Top-selling games were always recommended rather than like something a, a customer or potential player right. might actually like. That is, let's say, not AAA or AA. You know, like a a an, an off-brand game, a D game that might be more played. <laughs> yeah, that might fit the customer better um, than a top-selling game. 
But yeah, like I think they need to fix the not fix their platform, but they need to make their platform the best possible thing it can be for developers and customers. And yeah, eventually I think they should definitely change their percentage uh, difference, right? Like they basically give developers nothing. Um, and if they gave them a little bit more, I'm sure people would swing back to, to Valve. And I'm sure, well, the no one's... I think there's not a large enough percentage of developers turning away from Steam to make Steam actually make these changes. But I think ultimately if they want to stay ahead of the game and they want to stay ahead of Epic... Like if they don't want Epic to take a larger piece than than what they're taking right now, they right. really need to make some changes. Because I agree, right. Steam is I think going to still be the dominant one for quite a few years. Right. Um, but if this continues, at least in our our belief, this is going to allow Epic to take a large larger piece of the pie. I think. Well, in addition to that, the the main issue I see is that the longer Steam goes without benefiting uh, developers the more premium games and developers epic will pick up and once it has the premium stuff steam will just be a wasteland of garbage right oof now at the moment (laughs) we need to be careful here um i do want to put like one little like asterisk here uh Quinn mentioned earlier when he was doing the news that this was something that could have happened a couple of months ago or this just happened with the update. We don't exactly know. So if this happened only a couple months ago and they're not actually enforcing this, then nothing has happened. It's Or right. maybe the higher-ups were the one who implemented this and then the people who actually make these agreements to launch on your on the platform are like, yeah, fuck that part. We don't right. know. So this, this could be... A, a different situation entirely this could be just legal protection for steam for larger game companies like let's say 2k with borderlands 3 borderlands 3 was initially coming out on steam and then it was removed same with metro exodus like maybe they're looking for legal backup in case one of these larger companies decides to just hop off steam that way they can sue and make a bunch of money, you know? Right. So I'm assuming they just do this for the larger companies, as you said. And so that with the smaller companies, you, you, you can't, it, it's so hard. If you hurt them just a little bit, they're so fragile. They'll just break. And if you do that, then you don't get any games onto your platform. Right. So. I mean, there's that. And also like it, it probably costs Steam more money to, to do, you know, go after an indie developer than like they're ever going to make. So yeah. I think it's definitely, in the, in the long run, I think it's more for AAA titles and larger developers trying to manhandle Steam in a way. Mm-hmm. And I think whether this was put in months ago or put in recently, I think it's more to protect from that. But um, just getting off track for a second, going back to what I was saying that Epic is really picking... They, they have the pick of the litter. They basically just can pick whatever developers they think are good and add them to their roster and as time goes on and i'm just thinking about this out loud in a way is the amount of games that i regularly play on steam will be pretty close to zero once rocket league is forced onto the epic launcher i mainly all the games i'll be playing will be in the either the epic launcher or battle.net do you think it's going to get to the point where rocket league will be exclusively on the epic launcher or is it going to just stay on Steam? 
I don't know. It's it's a rough thing. But if if Rocket League moves to Epic, then ah, we're gonna be playing on the Epic launcher. Then yeah, that's right. true. That's all we play. <laughs> no, but that's not true. But that's mostly right. But what I we mean, play. like, so I play like uh, a lot of the games that I'm looking forward to are also on like Battle.net. So they're not even on Steam at the moment. There are some games on on Steam that I do want to play, like Readfall. But oh, good. I was gonna ask you about that. <laughs> I was like, oh no. <laughs> but ultimately, there's still gonna be a lot of large games that are also released on epic right so it's like this is this is the thing i've been not wanting to happen in my lifetime but you know there may come a day where the games are just on epic and you have to go to epic to play the games God, and be Steam stabbed just... in the gut if final fantasy 7 remake comes out on pc and it's exclusively to the epic games launcher. no that would that wouldn't happen it's too soon but i'm saying in the future <laughs> let's say like five years where all the best games are just on epic yeah and steam is just the graphic noddle nude <laughs> game game store um <laughs> but who knows? who knows we'll see we'll see Well, I think that pretty much wraps up our discussion and our news for this week. How do you feel, Chase? Well, uh, I felt good about it. I want to thank you guys for listening. Um, I think I would really love to get into the committee stuff more someday as we get more information about it. Hopefully someone else will read it and then we'll read those articles and then they'll tell us more information about it Right? because I'd rather read a page or two about someone else getting upset about something. Rather right. Than someone <laughs> summarizing 80 something pages. Yeah. I, I, I can't do it. Not yet. But, you know, maybe maybe you're a really cool listener and you can read that 84 page article and then share Oof. your opinions. <laughs> Uh, I'm just messing with you, but go on Twitter and share your opinions. Talk about, talk to us. We'd love to hear you. Uh, you can tweet us at BS Gamers Podcast. We would love everything and anything that you would like to say. And where can they? Uh, what else can they do, Quinn? If you want to be a bro or a, br- a bra, <laughs> a, a female bro, uh, a non-binary uh, bro. Be- you can, or yeah, or non-binary, bro. You can leave us a review on whatever platform you listen to us to. On to, yes, do it. Review, please. Yes, tweet, review. Rate and review, please. Comment, like, subscribe. <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll talk to you guys later. See you soon.